pass it. Hey, hold on. Let me grab this shit out the car real quick. Roll this shit up, nigga. The first time I heard somebody spitting gas, we used to have a, you know, we had a few dudes on the block that used to get into a circle and just spit. One of the original, one of the original rappers from PA was a, a nigga named Dr. Shake. Shout out to my nigga Shake at San Quentin, older brother actually. Um, he grew up in East Palo Alto. He used to be by the wreck selling weed and shit. And uh, as a youngster, the wreck was kind of like where all the, all the thugs hang out. So we used to sneak over there to the wreck and go hang out with the OGs. And Shake used to be out there busting, you know what I'm saying? Just rapping for like eight minutes straight and shit, just straight spitting fire. Like. And uh, it's funny because as a youngster, I used to look up to Shake like, damn, that nigga hard as fuck. So I used to go home and practice much. Me and my nigga Doc Louie, shout out to my nigga Doc Louie. We used to go to the house and practice our shit. So one day we built up enough raps, enough curry, we went up there and tried to battle us, uh, Shay. <laughs> so me and Doc, we see Shay out there sitting on the little bit on the little uh, on the fence. We walk up like, nigga, we want to battle you, nigga. He said, both of y'all niggas. We like, hell yeah, nigga. He like, all right, nigga, spit your shit then, nigga, go ahead. Shout out to my nigga Shay. He know this is a true story. He gonna laugh when he see this shit too. So me and Doc, we spit our little shit, nigga. We. We went with our individual little verse that we was we doing some Run DMC shit on him, like going back and forth. Man, that nigga said, hey, that shit kind of tight though. But check this out. It went in on us. Oh. <laughs> hey, that nigga went in on us for about eight minutes. That nigga oh. talked about what we had on. That nigga talked about we were selling Baron weed and all kind of shit. That nigga went in on us. And, uh, but that, you know what I'm saying? It didn't hurt our feelings. It, we was laughing at the shit like, damn, that nigga ate our ass up. But what Shake did, and I don't know if he noticed, he, was, he sent us back to the drawing board like a motherfucker. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my nigga Shake. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga Doc Louie. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Some of the. Well, I mean, I've I seen gas spitting in person. And we, we could talk about that later, but like, hip hop, corrupt, bro. Gas. He got a little run. He just, yeah, he just had so much gas. He was the epitome of that shit. His game spitting was crazy. And then there's like Brother Lynch. He had gas too. Um, but he's just really, really graphic. He's, he got. His <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's he got X-rated. He's really graphic. But I was waiting all that. Though. I was listening. Am I ever heard somebody gassing? Um. Well, there's different levels to that answer. So, uh, hip hop and rap music, uh, you know, I've, since I was a kid. So, when I was real young, like early 90s and shit, you know, like Big Daddy Kane and shit like that, and you're like, oh, is he, he's busting, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is dope, you know? And then, you know, we on the West Coast, my older cousin would always be had showing me, like, the NWA shit and stuff like that. Uh, he's big, he's an E fan and shit like that. But, so, when No Vaseline came out, Ice Cube, dude was talking some shit, you know what I mean? Shout out to Ice Cube, man. Very underrated in the rap game, dude. He's, when he should be mentioned in Top 5 Dead or Alive, like, every time. And they always leave him out. And everybody sampled his shit, you know what I'm saying? He's, but anyways, back to it. Um, so, so, but then like Biggie come, dudes like Biggie and shit come out and you, party and bullshit and you're like oh shit this is on another level you know what I mean and and you're hearing all these cats and you, you're just like oh man no nah, he's getting nah, he's gas no nah, oh shit no nah, this is gas right here 
And you hear like different battle MCs too, you know what I mean? Um, but 1995, 95, 1995, when Bad Influence came out with, with Ann Diddley and fucking Rap and Ron, holy shit, that shit was on another level. That shit just kind of blew my mind. Rap and Ron, man, rest in peace, Rap and Ron. He's, he was just ahead of his time, you know what I'm saying? When I heard his shit, you know, and then Ron's back with a bomb sack. I'm smoking on signing on a contract. And you won't never see me sober because I'm always lit. And when I spit, I don't want to hear y'all say shit. Niggas talk shit when I text they ass. While they bitches be begging for a backstage pass. I'm like, woo! That's gas, <laughs> boy. And uh, his his wordplay, his, his cadence, his delivery, it was... Uh, it was it was perfect, you know. It was uh, it was way ahead of his time, and it was he was on some other shit, man. Uh, so yeah, that was when I guess that that was when I really realized, yeah, that's what gassing is, you know. You know, and later on, you know, that shit all evolved into like cats that I think gas nowadays, you know, like Locksmith, you know what I mean? Probably one of the dopest ever to do it, you know what I mean? I mean, MC Juice, freestyle wise, back in the day, Chicago Juice was off the hook, you know what I mean, um, but yeah, uh, Locksmith, Crooked Eye, those, those cats, but, uh, you know, Just Up, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Rapper Ron, man, 1995, first time I heard, I could officially say, yeah, I heard somebody gassing, like, that's what gas is. Even, uh, Andre Nicotina had gas, he was spitting. I knew he was gonna say that. Part with it. Sebo, Sebo, gas. Yeah. Sebo changed my life. Selsky <laughs> had gas. Two took, two took days. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool, man. It's cruel too. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, again, you know, rap music was considered oh, this sort of a, this gimmick, a disposable thing, a novelty that would be over next week and forever and ever. So then I became a DJ on the radio, and then I would play it. Now in the early 80s as a DJ, um, and, and I would also listen to the radio. So K-Soul, which morphed into Wild 107 later on, anyway, they, they, would, and they would have like some of the best music, and they would do like these mixes in uh, the middle of the day, and they had like great DJs there. And uh, Marcus Gutierrez was one. So these DJs in the Bay Area, you know, before the internet were very influential for you know getting out this music and of course back then it was a lot of electro kind of you know the up tempo sort of like Miami bass and it was electro Africa Bambada and everybody from uh, from New York making all this incredible music and then also in LA but uh, the music started coming out and like there would just be new people all the time and different releases and like for example the fat boys came out and people were like wow and it was true and I would say that in terms of like you know, spitting gas, that one, you know, hearing them was one of those things that just stopped you in your tracks when, when the, and these records were all just sort of coming out. And another thing about them was that, you know, with, with the hip hop and rap, there was only so much of the music. So if you listen to DJs like on the radio, as I mentioned, like Queso, where I would listen to, and then Calix is where I would DJ. If you were playing it, you know, if you couldn't really do an all rap show because you would play like Prince, you play, play funk as well, Michael Jackson, you play like a lot of the funk, you throw in, of course, uh, P-Funk, Funkadelic in there. But uh, as time went on, <clears throat> there was more and more people spitting serious gas that, you know, just sort of blew your mind. And that, I think, up to a certain point, I would say up to like the mid-90s was when, 
it went beyond that. So at a certain stage in hip hop, whether you were, and if you listen to old interviews with Shock G, rest in peace from Digital Underground, um, he talks about in the late 80s when Digital Underground were forming and they're totally into P-Funk, you know, they were very particular about the samples they used. So they wouldn't, if you as an artist used, say, a certain sample from a certain Funkadelic album, they were like, oh man, we can't put that out, you know, because it was about originality not just in production and choice of samples, but also in your flow. So, you know, all the time when you heard a new artist come out, an MC, they would be spitting fire because that's how they got out, because they had to be unique. And I think by maybe the mid to late 90s, that kind of just went away. Nowadays, you know, there's no shame in sounding like someone else. Uh, but, you know, people still have their voice, but I would say that uh, there's less distinctive voices now overall as there were back in the day when there was fewer artists. I can tell by the taste Take that Reggie Bush with you, here's a trash bag Nigga smoking garbage truck juice, be the hashtag Damn my nigga